Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Ricecake. <laughs> welcome back. Happy, uh, what the hell day is it? Thursday. Happy Thursday. This guy just parked right in the middle of the road. No, that's all right. I know you got to check your mail and, you know, just face the opposite direction. <laughs> People are funny. Guys, like, in the road, facing, like, in my lane, facing me, checking his mail. That's all right. It's cold out. Dude. 27, 28 degree morning this morning. Got out to the cold plunge. I made the mistake. I never do this. I made the mistake of putting my hand in it, which I saw there was a thin layer of ice, but I should have just smashed my ass through it like I normally do. I put my hand in that cold plunge, and I, I don't know. It did something to me. Like, it was that was so foolish to do. Like, it shocked my fingers. I'm like, dude, I'm about to hold, put my whole body in this. But I'm glad I did it, and I'm always glad I do it, and I never regret doing it, ever. Uh, there hasn't been one time in the past two years of me cold plunging or cold showering every day that I've regretted doing it. I've never gotten out and been like, oh, man, that wasn't worth it. I've said it a thousand times, and I will say it a thousand more. The cold plunge is the ultimate test of mental toughness. Even David Goggins says it. He was talking about Bud's training and like what kills most, well not kills, but well it's maybe sometimes, but what gets guys to quit more than anything, he said the cold water. He's like, you'd watch that cold water hit their body and their eyes roll up in their head. Like, dude, they got you in Bud's camp, dude, waking up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. after 30 minutes of sleep and they just start to dunk you in the ocean. <laughs> oh. Dude, I, I wonder if I could make it through buds. I'd have to get into better uh, cardiovascular shape for sure, which is a big reason I'm doing Muay Thai. But I know as it stands right now, I can't run very far just the way my body is. Um, I'm tight. And I'm working on all this, obviously. But I focus very heavily on weight training, got huge and strong, and kind of neglected cardio and uh, elasticity, so to speak. I'm not... I'm a very, I'm wound up very, very tight. So, um, anyways, so yesterday I was at the gym and, um, there's a lesson here and, uh, I, I was, I hit my upper body routine. I, I missed a couple days from traveling. I said, well, I actually only missed one day from traveling. So I combined chest, back, shoulders, um, yesterday. So I, I crushed chest, back, shoulders, and then I always try to squat four or five days a week. So I go over to the squat rack and there's this old, like when I say old, old guy next to me, like gray hair, old. And um, he's deadlifting. I think it was 405. He hit, he hit it three times. So him and I get to talking. I said, hey man, nice lift. And him and I get to talking. I'm like, I don't want to start a conversation with this guy. You know, I could have kept my headphones in, my head down, did my routine and left, you know. But I, I struck up a conversation with him. And um, come to find out, he's 76 years old. 70s, his name was um, uh, Mar Marty. 
Marty. 76 years old. This dude is deadlifting 405 for reps. I'm like, my goodness. I'm sure I can learn something from this guy. Lo and behold, he watches me squat. And uh, I had 500 on the bar. And I hit it twice. Second rep was real rough. And he's like, you know, I take... I get done, I, I rack the weight, and he's like, you know why that second rep was rough? And he showed me. And I've seen how power lifters squat with the bar low on their backs. I just never understood why. It felt very uncomfortable for me. So I'm like, I'm not, why would I squat like that? He's like, well, when you have the bar that high up on your back, turns out this dude was like a champion power lifter. No surprises. When you have it that high up on your back, it causes your body to lean forward. So you're like fighting to keep your body upright. Especially when you're squatting 500 pounds. Think about it. You got 500 pounds on your shoulders. Okay, just how many of you have ever had... I'm not saying this in a, like arrogantly. I'm just saying, like, imagine having a bar with 500 pounds on your shoulders. 500. And you're going down and trying to go back up with it. Your body is really high up on your shoulders... It causes your torso to bend forward. So now when you're you're not only focusing on getting the weight up, you're focusing on not getting folded like a lawn chair, right? So um, he taught me how to keep the bar lower, flare my elbows out and all this, and it felt awkward, but it felt right, if that makes sense. And I thanked him and all that, told him I was going to practice, blah, 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 left like the, uh, you know, and then he, he was making fun of my belt. I got this thin belt, and he's got this real thick belt that he's had since the 80s. You know, he's like, if you want to, I'm, I'm going to walk away, and he's like, yeah, remember, if you want to, if you want to push some real weight, you need a real man's belt. He was laughing at me, <laughs> but I got to learn. I love learning from people. I love it. I love to learn, and, and I'm very careful about who I learn from but I look over and this dude's deadlifting 405 at 76 years old for reps conventional. Of course I'm going to, I want to strike up a conversation with this guy. I know that there's wisdom to be found there. And lo and behold, I found, I got a tip yesterday and some free coaching from a world champion power lifter who's been on this earth twice as long as me for free. And it's going to probably put 50 pounds on my squat in the next two months. I have no doubt. No doubt. I could just tell. You know, I stripped the weight down to 225 and was just, and it was still super awkward. So I went down to 135. And if I got to work 135 with that until I feel comfortable, I think I'm going to have to wear like a big t-shirt um, because my back was, I had a, like a stringer on. My back was wet and sweaty and the bar felt like it was going to slip, especially with super heavy weight. So... I'm going to try with a t-shirt next time and get a new belt. I'm coachable. I already ordered a belt. That's, it's, it's two things, two things. Number one, it's, are you coachable? Like, do you seek advice from worthy people? That's number one. Or are you so arrogant and prideful? Because I know that there are young kids, young guys, that would have argued with him, not paid him any attention, that would have just, yeah, okay, thanks, old man, and just gone back to doing it incorrectly. Me, I'm a sponge. I want to learn from everybody. I feel like everybody has something to teach me. 
most people, some people, some some people. So coachability is is very very important. But number two, it's the speed of implementation. Like I was at the end of my workout, I stayed another fifteen minutes to hit three or four sets while he was there watching me, correcting me, so that I could get it right before I went and practiced on my own. Speed of implementation is very, very important. So it's not about, because a lot of people ask advice. I see this with a lot of people that ask me for advice. I call them ask holes. There are many, many ask holes, I'm sorry guys, that listen to this podcast. I'm just keeping it real with you. And it's okay, because most people are assholes. What's an asshole? An asshole is somebody that gets your time, asks you questions, and then doesn't implement anything that you tell them. Because <laughs> they want to... I think I understand the mentality. I've studied this extensively. I think it's that they want to make it appear like they're doing things. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if I if I ask him, he's gonna think that I'm gonna go do it, right? Oh, then I'll then he'll like me or something like that. Maybe I don't know. But assholes, I saw this a lot in the insurance business, bro. That was full of assholes. You know, I, I said you see this a lot. People that love to ask a bunch of questions and then go and do nothing that they were told to do. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I think they trick themselves into thinking that, and and these are the people that love to read all kinds of self-development books, that love to go to the conferences, that love to buy the courses that the next guru grifter is selling, you know, the next guy that got, you know, with tight pants that got popular on Instagram. I built a nine-figure business. Oh, I'm going to pay 15 grand to go to this guy's conference to hear the same shit I've been told for 15 years. Come on, man. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I can't hate on these guys. They're, they got these suckers wrapped around their finger. I've never charged anybody. I think for personal coaching, I did a little bit just because it held me accountable to like, you know, doing what needed to be done for the person, like, you paid me, okay, I'm going to help you, I don't charge a damn dime, and, and the patron for this, the patron.podbean.com slash obsidian achievement, I, I mean, I think I've got two people a month that contribute, that's it, and I'm not, you know, you guys don't have to, you can do whatever you want, I'm just saying it's there, but patron.podbean.com slash obsidian achievement, if you ever do feel like contributing financially for my time. And, uh, you know, what I told you guys before is I'm using it to buy equipment and make a studio. And we're nowhere close, near, damn near. I've spent all that money having guests on here. But anyways, I don't charge y'all for anything. Dude, these guys are out here charging these assholes. And that's who they're targeting. These, these guys will pay 1500 2500 15 grand to go to some conference where they're going to, the guy's going to walk in and go, oh, everybody stand up, clap, clap, clap. And he's going to take the mic and he's going to say, all right, everybody, I want everybody on three to say determination. One, two, three. 
victory! Determination! Yeah! I'm gonna go back home and be $15,000 broker and implement nothing! I cannot stand! I can't... You know, and then they like... Now the new marketing ploys, you gotta get around like-minded people, you gotta blah, 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 blah. That's the only, I don't know, maybe you'll run into some hot, dude, all the high-level people at these conferences, they don't want to be there. They're there to take your money and leave. They're not going to sit down and have a drink and a cigar with you and really pour into you. No, you're going to get a 30-second meet and greet. They're going to sign a book that you bought from them on top of going to the conference. And then they're going to get in their private jet and dip. And you're going to get into economy on Southwest, your bags are going to get lost with all your notes, all your precious notes that you weren't going to implement anyways. And you get, you know, I'm, I listen, okay, listen, if you go to these things, that's all right. It's, I guess it's better than doing nothing. You know, I shouldn't hate on you for trying, but I mean, what are you doing with the information? I could give you, I know I haven't built a nine figure business yet but I've built a couple million dollar businesses. I'll get there. I know what it takes. I have these same answers. These guys, you know, they might be in different markets and use different strategies, but I could tell you exactly what it takes to be highly successful. And I have been telling you this. For years. Bro, I've done it in insurance. I've done it in consulting. I've done it in staffing. I've done it in clothing. I've done it in, uh, now firearms, like where, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, you know why? Cause the principles of success don't change. I made millions in all of those millions or companies that made millions. It's the principles of success do not change. It doesn't matter if you want to get into real estate finance. Now, obviously there are little tiny differences, you know, in, in, in terms of what you do day to day in each of these, but the overarching principles are exactly the same. Buy my course, Grant Cardone's but it in a big course. Hey, I'm skinny jean guy and I'm going to yell at you about having a six pack. You know, it's like, and listen, again, I can't hate on these guys. They're successful. Obviously, Grant Cardone's very successful. But you got to understand, they built massive, incredible businesses. And I don't believe that they're actually, I can tell when somebody's actually interested in helping people. And if they, listen, I want you to listen to me very carefully. If I'm Grant Cardone or Skinny Jean Guy or any of these other guru grifters, if I have billions of dollars and I genuinely care about helping other people, I charge zero dollars to help them. Zero. Why do I need more billions of dollars on top of my billions of dollars to charge some single mother who wants to get into real estate $1,500 for a freaking course? Am I wrong? That's why I don't charge anybody, anytime anybody's ever needed anything from me, Mike, I, blah, 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 I want to talk to you. Cool. Let's get on a phone call. Let's, let's hop on a call. Now, if you wanted to set up a consistent coaching plan, again, I'd probably charge you, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks 
to hold you and me accountable to making the meetings. That's it. I don't need your couple hundred dollars. I'm probably going to just buy raw meat with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, okay, well, guess we'll buy some extra raw meat this week. I'll probably just lose it in Robin Hood. It's not about the damn money. These guys gave a shit, for real. They wouldn't be charging $1,500, $15,000. If they were really interested in making people successful, I, don't, I would start, if I, someday, when I have that much money, I'll start a low-cost school. Like, it's going to cost you money to go there. Like, tuition, but it's just going to, it'll help us keep the lights on and the facilities clean and food in your mouth. You know what I mean? I'd probably charge, I don't know, 10 grand a, ye- a year. And you go for two years. And you'd have real business courses from real men and women, who mostly men, who have started real companies. And you'll go to learn from them. Not some... So, you know, these you got these business professors that have never ran a company in their life. They, they went to high school. They went to college. They went to college more. And they went to college more. And now they're in college teaching you about business. Never set a damn toe. Never dunked a toe. Not even a pinky toe in the water of the real world. Bro, I would smash. Put me up against a Harvard business professor. Give him 10 students. Give me 10 students if we get a year to see who can generate the more the most revenue. I bet you I would 100x whatever they generate. I would smash them. Why? He's got 15 years of school. I've got 15 years of the academy of getting kicked in the nuts every single day of your life. At the academy of getting kicked in the nuts every single day for 15 years of your life, you learn way quicker than you learn real lessons. Not some stupid bubble where you're looking at charts and graphs and oh, microeconomics and supply and demand and mm, blockchain and mm, gay <laughs> nerd. I give him a swirly. I give that little bald-headed Harvard professor a swirly. I would clean the underside of the toilet bowl with his stupid nose. <laughs> Seriously, though, man. I don't know. There's just so many dorks out there peddling misinformation. And I don't use that word often. Because it's like what gay liberals use to classify things they don't agree with. But. There's just. You gotta be a. Uh, you gotta be real careful, man. I don't, I don't know. Just, I mean, these guys, obviously, not the Harvard douchebags. I'm talking about like these, you know, like the Grant Cardones and all that. I've read his books. I did learn. I, I learned stuff. But I learned way more going and doing it. Oh, well, let me read another book and, and then another book. Well, I want to start my own company, but I, I want to read more books. I'm going to read more books and you know, I want to, you know how many people I've had tell me that they want to do something and they keep coming back and coming back and coming back and looking for an answer that I've already given them. 
The answer is to go do it and fail. You cannot. What do all these guys have in common? That this is this is the lesson they should be teaching you, dummy wummies. But they don't because they know they could sap you. They could milk you for all your cash, giving you a bunch of other dumbass answers. This is this is the lesson they should be teaching you. Is that when they started out, they made a bunch of mistakes. They failed. They went bankrupt. That's where they learned all of their lessons. Grant Cardone wasn't sitting at some conference. Skinny Jean guy wasn't sitting, I imagine, at some conference. Andy Frisella, who I actually like, I don't think he does any of this nonsense, wasn't sitting at a conference. He was out there doing it, sleeping on a piss-stained mattress in the back of his warehouse for 10 years with no money. Another conference, another book, another conference, another podcast. I'm not saying that you shouldn't study. I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to podcasts. Shit, you're listening to me right now. I listen to podcasts, but I don't sit around on my fat ass listening to podcasts and taking notes and reading the book and going to the conference and putting it up on my shelf and going back to my 9 to 5 talking about how I'm going to start a company someday. How I'm going to be rich someday. I'm out here living it. Why do I listen to podcasts? Why do I read books? So that I could pick up on little. So the best way to avoid making mistakes is to learn from other people's mistakes. But here's the thing. You just learn how to avoid these. It's it's hard for me to explain. I pick up nuggets. I like to pick up nuggets of information. But the nuggets aren't the whole meal. The whole meal is going out and doing it. The nuggets are a bonus. It's like if I go to McDonald's, I'm going to order a Big Mac with fries and a Sprite. And I always add on five nuggets on the side. I don't need the nuggets. They're nice to have. Right? It's about the Big Mac. I love the Big Mac. I'll smash that shit in 30 seconds. That's going out and doing it. Not going to some conference. Meet and greet with the boo boo boo. It's just, I don't know. People are lazy and they want to just show like that. What it boils down to is everybody's looking for a shortcut. That's all it is. Everybody's looking for a shortcut. They're looking for that golden piece of information. They're looking for that little secret. Come learn the five secrets. You, you want to know what the five secrets of success are? You want to know what they are right now in no particular order? Discipline, handling failure, persistency, uh, hard work for a very long time, and vision. There you go. And then I could add in there getting kicked in the nuts. And then I could add in there sleepless nights. And then I could add in there... The, the biggest thing is the time. It's discipline times patience times consistency times persistency times being able to handle per, per, uh, adversity over a long period of time. Not a year, not two years, not three years, not four years. If you want to build... It takes four years. Most of you goofballs... 
were totally fine with going to college for four years and pissing away four years of your life just like I did. You're very cool with that. But for some reason, when I tell you that it's going to take four to five years to build a multi-million dollar company, you're like, whoa, I got to figure out that that can't be right. Like, bro, you've been in business two years. You barely have an associate's degree at the University of Adversity, bro. You need another two to just get a bachelor's. The difference between you and I is I have a doctorate now. I have a PhD because I've been in this game for 12 effing years. So I've got a PhD at the University of Adversity of Business because I've been doing this for 12 years. You barely have an associate's degree. I'm not saying this because uh, like, there's nothing special about me. I just got more time in the game than you. That's all. That's all it is. Go get your PhD. And stop looking for a damn shortcut. This is the same with everything. Fitness, relation, you apply this to everything. <sighs> there you go. There's your episode. Pull your head out of your rear and let's get it. Peace. Love you.